I can't remember all their names, but uh, yeah, some of them are like pretty beefcakey. Can't remember all their the names. names. They're all Walder. Walder Chad Walder. I did it. That's beefcake Walder. <laughs> we call him Big Boy Walder. Over there is Intel Walder. Nobody likes that one. Hostin, I think, is uh. Hostin. Like Hoster, but. Yeah, his dad was like, this name's gonna be awesome for f- ten years. <laughs> <laughs> or eight, I guess. Five? Fuck. How long are you a teen for? I don't remember. I was never a teen. The, the Frey house isn't in the little appendix in the back. Kind of fucked up. <laughs> it's the ultimate insult. Water would hate that. Yeah, I guess this one like only has the great houses. How are they gonna even fit an appendix into wins? They just released it as a separate the book. book. Wins needs to get an appendectomy. Wow, like the whole Greyjoy family is in here. Balon is definitely like Balon's rebellion is probably mentioned. Yeah, but Euron? Euron was already he was already foreshadowed in that Tyrion battle. He though. was foreshadowed when uh, Tyrion <laughs> killed the horse. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, I was totally convinced while you were talking about it. I was like, oh fuck yes. You just have to tilt the. Manuel's got it this time. I'm pretty convinced about that because the, you know there's. I think it's. There was some stuff that I definitely liked a lot. Let me try to remember what it was. <laughs> Books. This is a book that came out in uh, the year 2000. The third book in the series is the longest book in the series in my books. In the novels, write the book in the first book. Books. In the uh, books. Books. The fifth book is about to come out. Two books. And in the books. He does that in the books, too. Anyway, should have started the episode. Books. 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 Welcome to a song of babies and puppies, this time recorded in Zoom instead of Discord. We're in the future now. Zoom is the new thing. Discord is dead. We are real Zoomers now. Oh, we're Zooming now. Hey, I'm Zooming here. Uh, my name is Janos, and I turn myself into a podcast, Morty. I'm Podrick. I hate you! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chaz, and I'm having a delicious bowl of brown right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> My name is Emmanuel, and I am a. Uh, wait, fuck. Where is it? <laughs> Where'd it go? Oh, okay, I'm also known as a scorpion with feathers. Ooh. Ooh. Fancy. It's my new, my fursona. Hello, I'm Raina, and I am the only likely lad for leaks around. Ooh. <laughs> I like Ooh. that one. <laughs> All right, uh, and I'm Kay, and I fight like a hedgehog. Nice. Huh. I don't know what you meant by that. Like Sonic. (laughs) Yeah, like rolling around at the speed of sound. It's so annoying to play against a Sonic player, to be honest. (laughs) I hate hate when the knight I'm fighting rolls into an impenetrable ball and my attacks no longer affect him. And then he hits you and takes all your coins. That's the best strategy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, move over wearing light armor. (laughs) <laughs> this is the new strategy roll into a ball um and no weak points hey i have i have excited news for you i love exciting news there's a winds of winter update <laughs> is it out yet well george r, r. martin reveals release date oh this is big news i'm surprised i haven't heard about this but is it for winds of winter <laughs> so this is an article from the express by jenny Desporo. And yeah, they say 
George R. Martin has been working away on his new book, The Winds of Winter, and he has even revealed that in quarantine he has only been writing his book. He has just announced a new release date on his website, not a blog. So could it be he has made the progress everyone is waiting for? Now, I want everyone to like take a guess if this release date is for The Winds of Winter or not. I'm sure it is. I mean, why why would they write an article if it wasn't? Yeah, why would they write it <laughs> in this way? Would someone lie on the internet? <laughs> so after like a block of ads, the article continues with, unfortunately for fans of the A Song of Ice and Fire series, this release is not for The Winds of Winter, but another book Martin <sighs> has been working on. Got me again, internet. Mm. <laughs> Got me again. And I clicked on this article because I wanted to find out. I had such high hopes. I was baited into clicking. I even ignored that the URL of this website's or like of this article says, George R. R. Martin release date wild cards. I just thought it was, you know, a wild card of him to release The Winds of Winter so soon. You know, that would be a wild card. <laughs> yeah, it goes on with George R. R. Martin has edited a huge number of volumes part of the wild card series. And now another book is out of the way. This book named Texas Hold'em is now available for purchase. And then it describes the plot of the book. It's the story of a group of kids from Xavier Desmond High in Jokertown. Jokertown. <laughs> Joker town still gets me. God. What a twisted town. Yeah. So twisted. Bunch of, bunch of twisted kids. When everyone's Joker, no one is. <laughs> Can't believe A Song of Ice and Fire fans hate White Card so much when it's set in fucking Joker town. And then there's an image of George with a funny hat at a Jets game. <laughs> so it was, I, I think, it was overall, it. it was still worth clicking on win some do something you lose winds of winter but gain joker town and one funny hat (laughs) i'm like actually just pacing around my room physically just walking around my room can we can we absolutely incensed walking it off (laughs) let's talk about books all right, you convinced me. Yeah, welcome to the to the week where everyone has the worst time of their life. Yeah, gosh. Th- three baby chapters and a lot of puppy action, so, you know. It's stock It is more puppies than we've had. Who's got uh, Arya? I, I have Arya, yeah. Alrighty. Start us off. We meet, meet Arya back in uh, King's Landing. She's uh, hiding in Flea Bottom. She's catching uh, pigeons and trying to trade the one pigeon she caught for some other food. She's trying to get some some cakes or some tarts, but uh, she can't afford it. She quickly thinks about stealing some, but then she uh, thinks better of it to not draw any attention. Then she's uh, walking through the streets. Uh, we get some rumors uh, that uh, the small folk are hearing and uh, theories they are crafting about what what uh, happened with the king and who killed him and if if Ned is already dead or not. And uh, some people are saying that uh, Randley killed Robert, but uh, the Randley stands are, are quick to point out that uh, no way. He's a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> George wrote me into this chapter. He would... I, I absolutely thought that, like, oh, okay, he walked into the book for one line when someone, when someone bad mouth friendly. Like, shut your mouth. No. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fine, true man. Yeah. <laughs> Ex- 
exactly. So the, the only thing they know for sure is that Robert is dead, but they are all like uh, a lot of different uh, stories are circulating that he was poisoned, that he died of a natural death, uh, that he choked while uh, while overeating, which is maybe not not the worst theory. So <laughs> <laughs> like you could you could mm-hmm. believe it probably. I do want to point out. I mean, most of the like rumors that they talk about are all like thematically resonant. That like he was killed by Ned, and then Ned like pretended it was the boar, or like he ate so much of the boar that he just fucking exploded. These basically like you know they're all kind of true in a certain yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, he underestimated the boar, and that was killed him. And yeah, he was killed by his greed. So, uh, yeah, Arya is is uh, what she's basically doing is is uh, every day she checks every every gate of the of the city for uh, a chance to get out. But uh, every day she she sees that. Uh, People are uh, allowed to get in, but everyone who's who's trying to get out is is searched, so um, she doesn't see a chance uh, to to get out without being detected. So uh, she has just been uh, trying to survive in in Flea Bottom. We get some some looks into the life of the of the common folk. That's. Uh, doesn't seem to be very pleasant like most of them are are eating the their bowls of brown which is basically just an an everything stew where you bring any any ingredient you get uh, you get your hands on and you can trade it for a bowl of uh, yeah you get whatever you get that thing sounds so disgusting like there's a yeah there's kind of a detailed it's description always of boiling it. it's always on it's been boiling for years yeah and <sighs> just... yeah sounds great I'm kind, I'm kind of intrigued simmering is different than boiling yeah. Oh, you know what I mean. That's how you get all the seasoning, you know? You get the all the flavors are getting to know each other in there. You get a, a film of, of great. fat on top yeah, of Yeah, I mean, Arya says it's not so bad. Mm. She does say it's not so bad if you don't look. Yeah. It has barley, <laughs> sometimes even apple. Yeah, there's a lot of mystery meat stuff going on. Like, Yeah, that part is not great. But I mean... <laughs> Do you ever really know what meat you're getting? You yeah. know, like if you go to a McDonald's and you eat a nugget, you don't really know that it's chicken. Yeah, you just it, eat it, it could be puppies, right? Like. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it could be. Yeah, or it, it could be it could be a singer that like. Uh, yeah, it could, yeah, it could be anyone. Like, that's, <laughs> it could be anyone or anything. Could it could be, be all the unicorns. Mm. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a ball of brown. that's disgusting. It's society. Wow. Mm. Damn. That's deep. Society's represented within this bowl. It's the melting pot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, Ari recalls uh, a little bit of her last few days after she escaped from the the Red Keep and how during the the first night she she slept uh, in some stable or something. All of her stuff was stolen except uh, the the clothes she had on and, and needle. So she's kind of having a hard time. Then she... She goes to the harbor and she finds out that the ship that Ned wanted to send her and uh, Sansa back to Winterfell is still there. And she's excited because uh, she thinks maybe, oh, this this could be my way out. But when she gets closer, she recognizes that uh, she doesn't know any of the guards that are there on the ship or, or guarding it. So, so she also thinks, OK, maybe mm-hmm. maybe not a good idea and, and turns back. And uh, as she's going back into into the alleys, uh, uh, she hears uh, the, the bells uh, or one bell starting to ring and uh, There's like an extended discussion about what bells mean. I wonder <laughs> yeah. what the bells could mean. What could the bells mean? It means yeah. surrender normally. Like, <laughs> if you ring one bell, it's come over here. If it's two bells, it's go the opposite direction. If it's all the bells, it's dead king. <laughs> 
So people all around here are getting kind of excited and are all uh, starting to walk or run uh, towards the sept where the uh, ring of the bells is coming from. And as she's on the way, she gets uh, bits and pieces of uh, of what's going on. That like they're they're getting a net out there and they're speculating. Okay, what what are they gonna do to him? And most of them say, well, well maybe they'll execute him as a traitor there. And uh, yeah, that that's what's uh, what's uh, gonna happen and uh Ari's arriving there she climbs onto the the statue of of Baylor to to see what's going on and she sees her father getting getting dragged out there and he he has to confess that uh he's a traitor and uh that Joffrey is the true king and we expect him to now like uh get sent to the wall as as it was uh as the deal was was kind of made before but then Joffrey says no I'm gonna fuck everything up and uh <laughs> And I, I will not have problems on purpose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I'm a, I'm a shit, I'm a shitty little king with um, way too much power. <laughs> He's so into it. He's very horny for it, and uh, he says, uh, uh, he says, Serlin, bring me his head. And at this point, we only get that like Ned is is uh, thrown down, and Ilan Payne comes out carrying ice. And that point, we don't get anything from Arya's point of view anymore of what's going on. She's uh, trying to run towards Ned and is uh, getting caught up just in, in the crowd. And then uh, suddenly uh, a hand is grabbing her and, and pulling her back. And we found out that it is uh, it is Joran who is he's keeping her from basically revealing herself. And uh, he says, don't look, don't look. And uh, he drags her away. And yeah. Basically, that's that's it for the chapter. He uh, we don't get in in this chapter, but uh, later we find out he's he's starting to uh, to cut her hair. Yeah, I forgot what that was. I was like, why does he have a knife, dude? <laughs> yeah, and uh, he's 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 telling her to to pose as a boy, which uh, early in the chapter someone already mistook her for a boy. So it's a good disguise, I guess. It's every everyone's favorite stinky boy, Yoren. Yeah, it's it's the smell that uh, that she's reminded of who he is. Uh, the the stinky sour smelling urine boy yeah uh not a not a fun one <laughs> no not really it's a huge bummer can can we all say a big goodbye to our friend ned i mean at this point we don't know what happened like he <laughs> okay. could oh yeah he's he could fine still he be could be fine <laughs> <laughs> here's how ned can still win yeah <laughs> we have like ned is fine <laughs> seven pages of brand chapter it's... where we're like I mean, he's he's Maybe the the, he the, the protagonist, so he. I mean, <laughs> that is our our favorite mystery. I man. don't think you would kill off the main character. It's it's the bit in um, Harry Potter and yeah. the Prisoner of Azkaban. It's the bit where he like hits the pumpkin with the axe, and they all think that he's oh yeah yeah done the execution, <laughs> uh-huh. but it's actually fine. That's why the crowd was going so wild. They were like, "Yes, we love pumpkin." <laughs> <laughs> it's- delicious delicious it's really every time like the the camera cuts away in the important moment we later find out that it's Mm. actually something else that happens so yeah Yaron says uh, don't look don't look it's spoilers yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it will spoil you for season one of game of thrones (laughs) yeah (laughs) you want to go into that fresh this is like not to talk about the show, but this is like the reason why the show even was successful, right? Everyone was like, "Oh my god, they killed Ned!" That yeah. was the the moment that uh, sent it into kind of pop culture, I think. In the show, didn't they like explicitly show his head getting chopped off? Oh, you know they did. No, they uh, not really. Uh, no, 
you see like ice coming down and like the moment it would make contact it cuts away it was okay in the show like it was it was an effective scene i guess no yeah for sure back when the show was good whatever you say man i don't think it was good in season one but like they did <laughs> they did this and like some scenes okay i think it was good it was, it was hard good to fuck up yeah well i mean I, I think season one was good that like when i rewatched it there's only like three or four scenes that made me groan and like it wasn't like season two where they just cut out important oh, character motivation bad, yeah yeah, they like cut out important character motivation stuff and then didn't replace it with anything. So yeah, that's the thing. Like they kept most things in season one, and the the things they changed were really bad, but there wasn't that much in it. Yeah. Hmm. So we really want to talk about this chapter. It seems like. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I do actually. I, mean, I have yeah. some stuff that I want to talk about. I want to talk about Arya's hand injury and what it means, and I want Emmanuel to tell oh, me yeah. the answer. <laughs> All right. Arya, while after the bells are ringing, she she falls down in the street and she fucks up her left hand and it gets all bloody and her thumbnail is gone. It's like hurting her the whole time. And like while she's climbing the statue, she's like leaving smears of blood on it. Mm. And it seems very important, but I'm not sure what it means. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 blood red on on white again and kind of a of a weird imagery, I guess. The thumbnail represents Ned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of looked at it, and I, I couldn't really, yeah, I couldn't really, like, connect it to anything, so I kind of just said, maybe it's something. And... It seems, like, so important to me, but maybe it's just another one of those, like, injuries that will call back to a moment kind of thing. No, she never really thinks about yeah, it Yeah, I don't again. really remember her doing that. Nah. That would be a good one, though. I think it's just, like, to put us in the moment, and it's like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I... That's extremely hard for me to believe, honestly. <laughs> In this in this book, where like every single hand injury is something incredibly <laughs> poignant, it, it's hard for me to take that Arya's is just nothing. Not this one. I mean, we could just see it as a like a bad omen that she has a bloody hand, and like it's building up to oh, like is the hand gonna be executed or not? Oh, the hand. It's her sword hand too. It's her left hand. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't make anything out of it. I guess it's like the turning point. Mm. All right, I'm gonna write it down. You know, I am. Alright. <laughs> I guess there's some class stuff in this chapter. Just hand. If I'm writing down to. Aria left hand yeah. injury. Put hand injury and then just circle it a bunch of times. Where my left hand free? It's like a Alt J song. <laughs> the only Alt J song I know is put it in my butt. Anyway, I was just gonna mention we get like the continuation, I guess, of the theme of aria common folk class stuff which is like gonna be mm -hmm. the big thing of her like class chapters it does talk about like how her her speech like the other kids don't like her and she says maybe it's because i talked her on yeah i thought it was cute that she was like hoping to make a friend that's so yeah. aria she wanted to be <laughs> yeah. friends with the people who live here uh, yeah i mean she was kind of just trying to get a place to sleep but yeah but she like yeah. says friend in like a kind of innocent way that's cute but yeah she must have just been talking wrong it's, it's kind of in contrast to whenever they're on the way down to king's landing because then she was like you know talking with any, everyone but everyone would have known who she was at that point and now it's like she doesn't have her identity to like kind of 
I don't know. There, there's that disconnect there because they don't know who she is, and she's like talking weird, like a highborn person, probably. Yeah, because like we get a lot of dialogue from the people who are down here, and it's very obviously mm. different than any of the people we've been hearing mm. talk before. Yeah, being a peasant in King's Landing must suck. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there's like a horrible but interesting. I guess, um, parallel with this and the Sansa chapter that comes... I mean, there's loads of parallels. Um, but there's this, like, weird threat of sexual violence just, mm. like, through a lot yeah. of the chapter that I think is in both. Um, when she's going to get the stew, she says it feels like some people watch her and it's like um, like they're crawling beneath her clothes and it's mm. pretty rough. The way Arya describes it is she, she can't really, like, pull it down what it is, but she f just feels creeped yeah. out by the way it's yeah. Some people look at her. Yeah, yeah. she's so she'll just, she can tell yeah. it's dangerous. And she'll just like not go and eat because she doesn't feel like dealing with that. I guess like very minor clash spoiler, but is that why why Yoren insists that she's a boy at the end? Uh what's that? Yes. Because she, he can only I mean yeah, he can't be boys. taking any girls yeah, through. Yeah, all. true. That that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that as well. Yeah. But it does but make like, her I, safe as well. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna mention like the other sensor parallel that like I noticed was that you really wanted a lemon cake at one point. That was cute. Yeah. Oh. Which was was really breaking my heart. Lemon tart. Yeah. But then when she actually sees Sansa, she's like, "Oh, fucking Sansa! Mm. What is she doing? She, what is she, she doesn't get about? why she's smiling. Like she, d yeah. Of course, she wasn't there when uh, Sansa tried mm. everything and yeah. thought she succeeded." To keep Ned alive, nobody had uh, saw it coming that Joffrey is gonna go against everything they agreed on. Yeah, we should mention that, like when he's when he's uh, ordering Serlin to to execute Ned, like everyone is just blindsided by it and yeah. just trying to talk him out of it, like even yeah. even Cersei and and maybe not Littlefinger, but everyone else. <laughs> yeah, Sansa's just like yeah. crying the whole time, yeah. and Arya can hear it the whole time. There was this thing about the. The gold cloaks, where Arya like notes that their cloaks are dyed gold, but the other guy has a real gold cloak. I thought was a theme. Mm. Yeah, in, in all the chapters we we get where he appears, it's always pointed out that like uh, Janos Slint is like uh, showing off his his uh, new yeah. armor and and stuff. Apparently, yeah, yeah. I don't think this is like spoiler stuff, but maybe we should talk about it later. But um, who do you? So she goes to the docks. There's the Wind Witch ship that they were supposed oh, yeah, to I take. To talk about this. And there's yeah, there's like dudes wearing uh, Stark guards clothes. Mm. And yeah. I was, I'm I was kind of wondering uh, who set up this trap because mm. it seems like a little too smart for Cersei. It seems kind of more like a Varys thing. Like a little finger plan. I think yeah. it would be little finger, like his prerogative to Feels get the kids. Like Although it could be Varys. Because Varys is mm. very into like disguises and stuff. <laughs> well, get, speaking of little finger, there's like a part where Arya sees him and and like thinks, is that the guy who was dueling for my mother? Yeah. Are you are you that guy? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was that creepy dude. God, I hate him so much. Maybe that maybe that does make me think that Littlefinger did set this up. Although Varys is mentioned in this chapter too, so it could yeah. be either of them. 
Hmm. Hmm. Suspicious. The only thing that would make it seem like Cersei to me is how, like, incompetent the guards seem. They're just kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, they do seem like Lannister men, because they're just yelling and bumbling. <laughs> yeah. But, like, if if they would have the order to... I mean, it, it could only be Arya they're looking for, right? Or they're trying to... I'm pretty sure yeah, it's only Arya. Yeah, To catch, so, like... And then, like, a, a kid who is her age literally comes up to them and they don't pay her much attention. Yeah, well, Arya's like, it's, well, they're looking for a girl. R- yeah, deal. <laughs> so, whenever a random street rat comes up and offers you a pigeon... <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of here. You know, like, oh, yeah, I mean, they probably don't know much about Arya. Like, if they're looking for a highborn girl, this is not what they're going to expect yeah. to find. Yeah. Um... Yeah, King's Landing seems like a pretty shitty place. There's like, she's saying like, if if you even just like walk next to the houses, like if you pass an alley, people will try to just grab you. Yeah, and she gets randomly assaulted by another kid for who's trying to to steal her shoes. Yeah, <laughs> just in the middle of the street. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. You yeah. just get your shoes snatched. Yeah. <laughs> Out of all the clothes you can try to steal off someone, it's mm. like. That would be my first choice. Well, they're expensive and they're important. Yeah, she has like yeah. nice shoes, probably. Also, if you're mm. walking through these streets, you would want shoes. <laughs> I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> also, if you have a litter of puppies, you can get a fistful of coppers if you're mm. interested in that trade. I have to say, as as disgusting as the the whole bowl of brown thing sounds, it's not a bad system to like. I know it's like almost communism. At least feed the feed, yeah. That they're making the best of it, yeah. You bring some ingredient and you get you get your meal. Yeah, it's like stone soup. It, it is like stone soup. It just has it just has puppies in it, <laughs> babies and puppies in that soup. <laughs> when life give you puppies, <laughs> make bowls like brown. <laughs> yeah. Puppy soup. Yeah, the puppy thing is a little disturbing. That part, mm. I I choose to not see it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's just, just like it's it's. I guess. Yeah, I guess. it's not any different it's, than eating a cow. At least, at least make them like grown-up dogs. Mm. That's like it a was waste to, of food. To offend us specifically, the baby ones are tender. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is it's like the same moral act as eating yeah. a cow or. A yeah, if you want to be a centrist about it, no. <laughs> Get his ass. More importantly, is there a horse in the stew? Uh, no, those things are horse in the stew. I mean, maybe if you had a dead one. Horse is best. No, I don't think that they have access to horse. They probably don't have access to horse, yeah. They're not Dothraki. So, like, dead horses in the street. Is there, like, a, like a thing about how 1% of the the population and in brackets all of them are Dothraki have like 99% of the world's horses <laughs> <laughs> redistribute the horses yeah. we have to seize the means of horse production the horse reproduction did you all feel like when you when you first read this chapter like 10 years ago or whatever how did you feel uh bad dude I was I was excited to see Arya again because her chapter yeah. this is like two hundred pages since her last chapter yeah true and everyone's like talking about yeah. her like she had a bad oh, we don't know what happened to Arya in her last chapter I was glad, just glad she is al- she was alive I mean I I read the the book after I saw the the first season so because I, I was spoiled on it yeah me too and I'm also pretty impressed at like how she's been living like she's totally she's mostly fine honestly like she hasn't been. Beaten she's or kidnapped or anything. 
Yeah, she's kind of gotten by. She's uh, been eating some raw birds and, and like, is probably kind <laughs> of know. nutrient starved. Well, but it's good that she can catch the birds. I yeah. know she just whacks them with a stick. I couldn't do that. Yeah, she's she's been training for this in a way. I know she's like this is way easier than catching cats. Yeah, I had this thing like uh, I I guess it's better at this point in my life. But like when I was younger, when a when I a book like really hooked me. And I was really worried about a character. I was just like looking ahead in the book just to like assure myself, oh no, I hope they, they, they won't actually die. Like I did that. I, I'm, I definitely, when I first read the bank brand chapter, I was like so shocked. I like looked ahead to see if he has like chapters later in the book. And I was very relieved that he got some. And I think I also like kind of spoiled myself this way on Ned that I was like frantically looking ahead if, <laughs> yeah, if he gets another chapter and I saw I didn't have one, so... Not in this book. <laughs> I guess we can talk a little about how Ned, like, absolutely did lie to everyone mm. and go against his honor completely. Yeah, yeah. And, f- and it was still for nothing. And for what? Yeah. yeah. Like, it was the good thing to do for him. He wouldn't have known that Joffrey is gonna fucking... I mean, it, w- it wouldn't have made any difference whatever he said there, yeah. I mean, again, it was the, yeah. it was to protect his family, which is what he always lies for. I guess the only yeah. thing he will lie for is to protect family. Yeah, I don't want to. I want to like because that is like a dichotomy I, f- I see made a lot. That like, oh, he gave up his honor, but like in this moment, but I don't think oh, that I think that's this was a kind of honor. What we're going for? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think. No, that that's not really George... what I was saying. I was just thinking right. that it's important to note that here is where we see what choice he made. Yeah. For sure. But people do say that, and I think it's, a, like, I don't think that uh, George is telling ah, us that, like, is oh, being honorable duty. is the best thing, and that means always following the letter of the rules without, like, mm. thinking at all. Yeah, there's there's another thing about that in the next chapter, too, that I want to talk about. I kind of wonder, like, how much how much this got over to, like, either common uh, folk or, like, uh, like, other houses who knew or, like, people who knew Ned how much uh when when they saw this they were like oh he actually committed treason or whether they were like okay he he is clearly starved yeah sick uh and is clearly just doing this because this was pressured out of him i mean sansa's literally right there i think it's pretty easy to understand that his daughter is a captive yeah that's what i that's what i thought yeah but maybe if you're just like uh, you know far removed from yeah, the actual politics, yeah, mm-hmm. if, you if you're don't really just know someone in the on. crowd, if you're a small folk, you might not even know who Sansa is. Yeah, mm-hmm. she doesn't look yeah. like him at all. I mean, looking like someone is always, I think, a weird way to judge. Like to me, I think in in real life, if I see uh, people who are like family, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But in very rare cases, would I like? Uh, independently see a uh, father and their like son or child or whatever and immediately make the connection yeah in real life no yeah, but, but in the books they, all have they the kind of face. seem to act like the the high houses have like a very distinct look so i'm kind of like suspending disbelief i guess to say, it's like, like a book thing in general yeah, yeah the books are yeah. like the tullys look like this and the florence look like this mm. and the starks look like this so I'm just like, okay, maybe they're just so yeah. inbred that they just look like the that. Ears. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's like how in how in fiction everyone always knows what other people's eye color is, which I never know <laughs> yeah. in real life. Uh, 
Yeah, good chapter, I guess. Uh, as much as it sucked to read it. Definitely an effective chapter. Yeah. Mm. It's uh, very important. And I think it's also probably like one of those chapters where, where George was like, ooh, I wrote this one the last because it hurt it to write. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a pretty iconic chapter. Yeah. Yeah. How do we feel about the fact that this is shown from, uh, from Arya's perspective? I think that it's more shown from the common perspective than Arya specifically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's the yeah. whole point. That's probably the point, yeah. I mean, we, we basically get it again from, from uh, Sansa's, chapter, uh, Sansa's mm-hmm. point Sansa later. When she, when yeah, she like as a flashback yeah. thing. Uh, like I don't know if, you, view. if it would have been possible to, to write it as it happens from Sansa's perspective because she seems to... Yeah, she's yeah, too kinda, Almost, almost blackout, or uh, yeah, understandably, yeah, yeah. It's interesting they didn't uh, do it from Ned's. I mean, I know that wouldn't tell us anything, yeah. but you would have yeah. thought that's how it would be. It's super. I think I, I, I think it's fascinating. Like the thing you said about Ned, because we really see him. Like the last time we are in his head is like when he is at his lowest point in the dungeon. And from there on, we don't get inside his head anymore, even if he's still like alive for a bit. So I think that's an interesting choice. I've I've always been very interested in like the way he chooses who gets the yeah. point of views. I mean, he says he writes the chapters almost like TV episodes, doesn't he? So it's almost like a, I guess like a, I don't know, like the perspective of one character is like their viewpoint in like the eye of the camera. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes yeah, sense. It's kind of like a third person limited or whatever. Speaking of that, I kind of don't like the like this chapter ends almost like a like a fake out like for Arya. Yeah, it's a pretty cliffhangery. Yeah, I don't really like that. He does that. He's a TV well, again, writer. He said in his blog he he writes it as if it's like the last shot of a TV episode, so it always has to have some yeah. sort of yeah. like big. Moment and so many of the chapters have line. those like sn- snappy lines. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. I'm just saying, like, I don't like this one. <laughs> it's like seems unnecessary. I get why you wouldn't like that. Like, there's, I, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or on in the Discord, but like, there was also in the beginning of the book, especially, there were moments that were very soap opera y, like when, or like some yeah. soap mm-hmm. opera esque clients. Every, everything Littlefinger says. <laughs> he lives for the drama. Well, we said yeah. that about Catelyn's line to John. Well, she said it, it should have been you. It should have been you. Yeah, that's it. I, I just mixed up the it should have been you with the Harry Potter saying I wish you were never born to his son and cursed child because my brain I read has that run. recently and it was a wild time. Harry is a bad father. I had a friend who saw the show and yeah, but she, she had like no connection to Harry Potter at all. Like I think she read some of the books, so she said, Yeah, it was a fun show. Uh, so I think it's like specifically something that annoys Harry Potter fans which I can respect imagine getting to write like uh, I guess that's what D&D did never mind they also like really love to write parts that specifically annoy book fans anyway should we move on next chapter or does anything else anyone have anything to add unless I will we'll figure out the mystery of Arya's hand another day Okay, Bran. So this <laughs> Bran chapter starts with Bran watching sword fights. Yeah. And there's like some really old boys of the age of 17 or 18. Uh, but most of them Ancient are like... Boys. Most of them are like Ancient younger boys. sweaty boys. And he's like, I wish that were me. <laughs> 
He's like, what if me and Hoda were one? Yeah, he says, what if Hoda <laughs> would carry me and I had a pole axe? So we could, like, we could be... <laughs> he says we could be a knight together. <laughs> what if I fucking Voltron Hodor and we were one big knight? <laughs> oh my god. I'm... God. I'm imagining, like, Bran as the Amuro or Shinji of the Mac of Hodor. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever compare Bran to Shinji again. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I have not finished Evangelion, so I don't know. I mean, if you've seen one episode, that's Shinji. That's his whole character, and he sucks. <laughs> I, I just don't want to compare Genji to uh, Ned, especially. Anyway. Gendo, you mean? Gendo, yeah. Yeah, Gendo fucking sucks. He's like one, <laughs> he, he's like one of the worst dads. <laughs> he might In be history, worse than yeah. us. Yeah. But what if My it was Genji? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Genji's good. It's just Gendo who we have. Uh, Genji Rivers, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. Roderick is like, no, you can't. And then Brent says, well, but there was a there was a knight who couldn't see. And I talk a bit about like uh, legends and stories, uh, which is not a theme of this book. Can you tell me a little bit about this mm. uh, particular one? Oh, I'm glad you asked. This is. Simeon Star Eyes. Uh, and when he lost his eyes, he put star sapphires in the empty sockets, or so the singers claim. Hmm. Hmm. I thought it. Did you say Simeon? I don't know if it's Simeon, Simeon or Simeon. Simeon to this legend. <laughs> Is it not just. It I'm seems on like board. it should be Simon, but he added like three new letters. Yeah. yeah. But S- Simeon is just a name. I know someone called Simeon. Yeah, I think it's just Simeon. So it's probably uh, Simeon. Simeon is something else. Is that really a name? <laughs> what I think is that's it? a name? Yeah. Oh wait, maybe I'm thinking of something is else. Is that a fetish I don't know about? <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> Alright. So Seaman Star Eyes has a uh, Did you say Seaman? Long... <laughs> He's got a long uh staff Seaman's with blades on either end and he can chop two people at once. He's tough more. Yeah. <laughs> He has the double-ended lightsaber. Um, how come your mom lets you have two blades? <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, probably like uh, losing your eyes is probably also not a theme. Yeah, so that specifically relates to Bran. Uh, and speaking of eyes, he then mentions he dreamt about the three-eyed crow again. Just a regular crow, but he has one extra mm. eye. Normal. He just found another one. Did, don't you dream... Of that always. I like how he he talks about this like he's been telling Lewin the whole time. Like I had the dream again. The thread crow. Yeah, he's like. Yeah, I think he has. Good morning, Mister Lewin. A crow talked to me again. Lewin is so tired of it. (laughs) This is like he's probably like when I don't know children talk about their imaginary friend. Yeah, Lewin's like barely listening to Bran this whole time. Bran's like Lewin. If you check my dream journal, you'll see that this is a frequent occurrence. (laughs) So anyway, he says. in this dream, the three-eyed crow... I want to say three-eyed raven because show poison. I'm so sorry. The three-eyed crow flies into Bran's bedchamber, and then they go down to the crypt, and Ned is there, and they talk, and he's sad, and he says something about John. Uh, and then the next mm-hmm. thing he says is he wants he wanted Hoda to take him down, but he won't go down. What the fuck is going on here? I guess... <laughs> I don't know how much of this is spoiler section, but... This really... Hoda it's not just wanting regular, to go down yeah. into the crypts is really weirding me out. I mean, it's it's creepy in there. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's... I wouldn't want to go down there. Yeah, it's ghost. Yeah. yeah, but then Summer also doesn't want to go down there, which is mm. worrying. Because huh. <laughs> that dog is definitely magic. Yeah. I mean, there's also a dire wolf down there, as we find out later, so... But he likes them. Maybe, maybe that's just what Hodor is. Oh, you think afraid Hodor of is... for some mm, reason? I mean, Hodor's not afraid of Summer. Maybe he's afraid of he's afraid of Rick and. Yeah. <laughs> I would be more afraid of Rick. <laughs> I'm not scary. going near that boy. I'm afraid of no Summer. I mean, I probably. I think, I think he's probably he's just afraid of the the ancient evil that has been unearthed. But Shaggy Dog is very scary. Yeah. Damn, there's ancient evil. <laughs> there is for sure. <laughs> Mm. Okay. We'll talk about that when we get that's down pretty, there. That's pretty. That's a feature. You can put that on the uh, on the real estate listing, I think. Yeah. When the when the second long night comes, definitely uh, hide everyone in the crypts. It's <laughs> gonna be a good idea. I can't believe that didn't pay off. Whatever. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Lewin is being Reddit atheist, and he's like, dreams don't mean anything. Uh, but if you want, you can go down there and you'll see that your father is not there. I like that he says that instead of being like, forget about it. He's like, well, yeah. we can use facts and logic to look at this clearly yeah. <laughs> and we'll just figure it out. He is a logic man. Lewin <laughs> is a good... A knight of the mind. He's like all about logic. Uh, yeah, they're like, okay, so Holder won't take me down. So they get Osha. I love this. She's tall and tough and uncomplaining. Mm. I love Osha. Osha is so good. I didn't remember her being so good. She's awesome. I love her. She's she's debating Maester Lewin in a battle of wits. Yeah. Yeah, and she wins. And then he, at, at some point he just doesn't react anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, okay. he gets a little owned, yeah. I must say. This is like, like that scene in, uh, in God's Not Dead when the Christian main character is... Uh, <laughs> Is having a showdown with the atheist professor. You love that movie. (laughs) I haven't even seen it. I've only seen like three clips, but they're so bad. Uh I have uh seen it and it is amazing. I'm sure you haven't seen it, (laughs) Yanush. Next Pigot movie night is going to be God's Not Dead. Oh, please. I'm checking out. Yeah, so they're like, okay, they go down. Osha is carrying Bran. Bran's like, uh, Bran doesn't even mind that she's not putting him on her back, but carries uh, carries him in her arms. Like a baby. Like he a is a baby. baby. He is baby. He's almost a man grown, but he's also baby. <laughs> uh, so what else happens here? They go down, I guess. They talk about like the kings in the north. Uh, Bran calls them kings of winter. Hey, wanna can you um, read off what they're what they're described like? Oh, get it! Now I got it. I got it. Some were hairy and bearded, shaggy men, fierce as the wolves that crouched by their feet. Others were shaven clean, their features gaunt and sharp edge as the iron longswords across their laps. Hmm. 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 Huh. It's just a way to say things. Hmm. Others were gaunt and sharp like swords. <laughs> Indeed, they were. <laughs> I just wanted to, I just wanted to say say that one on the pod. That's some good shit. Well, it doesn't mean anything. This part has so much lore. Like this, this part, uh, this you have chapter. to put your hat on for. There, there were like some parts I, I only understood now for the third read. Uh, yeah. So then they like uh, we have a lesson on the history of Starks. Bran is like reciting all of his knowledge to uh, impress Osha. I guess, like, Lewin encourages him to do so. 
and they talk about they talk about a lot of names that sound wrong like John Stark and Theon Stark <laughs> Theon Stark I wonder who, if this means anything who, like, who likes to do war all the time yeah he's yeah, the he's, hungry yeah. wolf <laughs> the, hungry the hungry wolf, wolf yeah my favorite Duran Duran song yeah. <laughs> he's hungry like <laughs> there's a lot of Brandons there yeah one one of them he says has a dreamy face which oh. kind of took <laughs> I me out of it somehow. I don't think he means like that. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, no, everyone so has creepy. a poster of him on their wall. I also <laughs> liked Brandon the Burner. That stone guy, kind of dreamy. Brandon is staring at the sweaty boys. He, he calls this guy dreamy. I mean, this guy would be like his great-great-great-grandpa or something, right? Yeah. My, anyway, my, my so sexy this, grandpa. Like... He's just stating facts. <laughs> This like family tree of Starks ends with, and there's my grandfather, Lord Rickard, who was beheaded by Mad King Ares. His daughter, Lyanna, and his son, Brandon, are in the tombs beside him. Not me, another Brandon, my father's brother. They're not supposed to have statues, that's only for the lords and the kings, but my father loved them so much he had them done. Yeah, interesting that Ned loved his sister and his brother so much that he broke the rules and gave them statues. Mm. I just thought that that was interesting. Yeah. It's almost like Ned has been doing this the whole time. <laughs> and actually, he always breaks his honor and rules in order to love his family. Newsflash, asshole. <laughs> I've been loving my family the entire goddamn time. <laughs> Completely unrelated to that, we also uh, hear something about how Robert was betrothed to marry Lyanna, but Prince Rhaegar carried her off and raped her. Brandon's uh, like seven and he's like I know the rape yeah, story let me tell you about it that took me out a bit too yeah <laughs> just uses yeah. that he's word. almost a man grown so he does know the rape That's story true. anyway if anyone says Rick I did nothing wrong I would like to point them to this page <laughs> And then they talk a bit about Robert's uh, rebellion uh, when he killed Rhaegar with his hammer arguably the only good thing he did in his life the only one he had some nice kids like oh, just yeah. that part of it yeah but by accident yeah, just the part where he like helped make some nice kids, not the part where like he didn't father them at all. Or oh yeah, you mean the ones he didn't con- like the children that he never had any the ones he never with? had any interaction with after that. Yeah, they turned out. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, he brought some cool people into the world and uh, helped. The seed is strong, but not the father. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not talking about how he is a shitty dad. I'm talking about just yeah. he helped make some cool some cool cats. Most of the children he didn't raise turned out pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good job, Robert. <laughs> he gets like half a gold star. Good jizz, Robert. <laughs> the best thing he's done for Tom and is literally die. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, then they look at the where Ned's tomb is supposed to, is gonna be. And Lewin is like, hey, look, he's not there. You were wrong. You were owned. <laughs> <laughs> he sticks his arm in. But they see something else there. Yeah, Wolf jumps out and fucking bites the shit out of Lewin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... This is what you get. Yeah. Now he's <laughs> Try using your facts and logic now, Lewin. And then the wolves have a bit a bit of a fight. Uh, Summer and Shaggy Dog, it turns out, was the wolf that was there. Have like They're like rolling over a bit. They're snapping and biting at each other, which I wonder if that's... I don't know. I wonder if that's anything. They're just playing. They're just playing. They're not exactly playing. And then Rickon is there. He's been there the whole time. He just, the regular four-year-old boy just like <laughs> goes down to the crypt. Yeah, who's parenting this four-year-old boy? 
who the, is the like, re recently turned no four-year-old. He's letting you know in this chapter multiple times that he's already four. He's holding up four little fingers. Yeah. He's saying, I'm four years old. <laughs> Baby. And this was the part where I was like, I, I felt so bad in, at this part because um, Rickon says he went down because uh, he saw his father there last night in his dream. <laughs> and Lewin's like, oh, fuck. Weird. But that's fine. <laughs> oh, fuck, magic is real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a rational explanation. Yeah, yeah. Lewin's pretty shook. He's like, uh, well, that's, that's a coincidence. It's nothing. But like, yeah. he's visibly shook. <laughs> it's probably nothing. You're you're both stressed out little boys who miss your dad, and that's why you had the exact same dream about the exact same thing. Yeah, in the exact same night, yeah. God, this fucking chapter. <laughs> this, like, if we didn't feel, like, bad enough about Ned dying, this, for me, like, the four-year-old child, like, being mm. there and saying, I saw him in my dream in the tomb that just really destroyed me anyway Lewin is like still trying to, uh you know he wants to like chain up Rickon they're like like not Rickon he doesn't want to chain up Rickon <laughs> he wants to chain up Shaggy Dog <laughs> and, I mean Rickon is just walking around the castle un unsupervised so maybe I know he's like he's like Shaggy Dog's supposed to be chained up and Rickon's like I let him go <laughs> Yeah. No, stop me, but maybe. Yeah. I simply let him free. He doesn't like being yeah. chained up. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a murder hound that was chained up in the kennels, I would simply let him go. And I'm no four, one would stop me. By the way. So then they're like, let's go into Lewin's room. And Lewin starts sweating and says no. And Osha says, well, Bran is the lord here, so let's go to your room. And then we find out he was <laughs> sweating so much because he hasn't cleaned up his room in like a decade. It's very relatable. He lets the crows poop all over everything. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you're supposed to keep them in a cage or something. What are you doing? So then they look at like the pile of shit that uh, Lewin has in his room. There's like a lot of science stuff, maps and books. And he still tries to like keep keep them logical. Uh, this is <laughs> a great line where he says, uh, "Well, Rickon is too young to comprehend," and Rickon said, "I'm four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm big now." <laughs> so he he has to convince them that uh, magic dreams are not real. And then Osha says, "But but the children of the forest." And uh, Bran also I says, "Like, like the children of the forest." Real quick, there's. <laughs> I just get a fucking. I can handle it whenever uh, Osha is like putting some ointment on his like open wounds, and he's like, ah, ah, yes, don't stop, ah, keep. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how he Turns, did don't it. Stop. Yeah. You're being too horny for Maester Loot. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no more. He's, he's merely being a medical professional. He knows he needs more ointment, even though it hurts him. Mm -hmm. in his body. Emmanuel is trying to get us into the Osha ex Luin shipping camp, and I don't know about it. <laughs> yeah. You can't get I me. I support it. I support it. They're, they're both adults, Honestly, guess, that, is... that would be in the in the top half, probably, of the, good The fact that they're both adults ships. and not related already makes them one of the least problematic ships, yeah, I suppose. Like... Would... Aren't are Maester's not allowed be... to fuck? Isn't he married to the mind or something? Oh, it's like uh, a forbidden romance, <laughs> and they're like... <laughs> 
She the 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 romantic who believes in magic and he is the the Oh, you know I'm a sucker for that. Okay, you're she, getting She says that he has to steal her, but he does it with his like logic. She's this manic pixie dream girl. I yeah. am opening up AO3 at this moment. <laughs> There's no way, dude. There's no way. <laughs> please, okay, I'm gonna go back please. to summarizing this shit, but I, I will come okay. back to this. Okay. I'm gonna make a note here. Oh, you want me to write it down? <laughs> so then we get a ton of exposition once again on the children of the forest and uh, magic and dragon glass. So Lewin shows them uh, arrowheads made of dragon glass. And he says, or no, obsidian. obsidian. And says, like, this is what the children of the forest used. Uh, and then Brand's like, oh, can I have one? And then Rickon says, can I have four? Because I'm four. Yeah. He's four. Also, <laughs> the answer should be no, little child. You cannot have, have this They're very sharp sure. arrowheads to play with. No one is taking care of this child. He's teaching him about archaeology. It's good. He told him, be careful. Yeah. Don't cut yourself. I think that's good enough. How else will he learn? He's almost a man grown. Yeah, if you give a kid responsibility, they'll they'll live up to it. Yeah, you should sure. have them play with a gun early. Then they learn responsibility and handling it safely. It's not a gun. It's more like a <laughs> knife. <laughs> it's also not... <laughs> it's, a, it's a bullet. It's not a regular yeah. child. It's yeah. Rickon. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we get a uh, lot of exposition about the uh, children of the forest. They were like dark, beautiful, small people. Uh, their wise men were called green seers and they carved faces in the weirwoods. Normal, regular. But then the first men appeared and they, they uh, started. For, they came, They brought like horses over and they were fighting. They were like, at, is war the correct word for this, Emmanuel? Yeah, they had a war. They had a war. Is it a war like a war, or is it a war like Native Americans and settlers' war, where it's kind of just an extermination? Yeah. So Lewin says they both they lost people yeah. on both sides, but a lot more on the children's side because the the children had like dragon glass or like obsidian, like glass swords, and the first man had like wood and metal or whatever. With bronze. And bronze. Bronze. Which is bad, because bronze is really bad for wounds. Um, it doesn't heal properly. Damn, I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, it doesn't heal like steel does. Yeah, it's pretty pretty grim. That sucks. <laughs> anyway, in the end, they, they like did a pact called The Pact. The, the capital P pact. <laughs> the capital P. Big name. Uh, the first man got like the coasts and the high plains, the bright meadows, the mountains. But the children kept the deep woods. Weirwoods weren't cut anymore. Every tree on the island was given a face, and afterward, the sacred order of green man was formed to keep watch over the Isle of Faces. So probably won't come mm. up again. Isle of Faces. That sounds sounds like something that's never gonna be. Can you just important. go there, though? This is the thing about the <laughs> Isle of Faces. Go there. Can you just go there? You actually uh, can't. Really? Where is it? I have no idea. It's at Terranhal. It's it's right next to the cursed big castle. <laughs> Great. Probably not related. Yeah. It's in the middle of a lake called the God's Eye. Hmm. Mm -hmm. It's for seeing. <laughs> so this ended the, uh, the Dawn Age and began the Age of Heroes. And apparently they kept peace for a while. It seems like a long time. For a really long time, yeah, for like thousands of years. Uh, until the Endos came. It was like 8,000, 9,000? When was the Andal invasion? 4,000 4, ago, right? No, it was like 6,000 ago, but the Andals came like 4,000 after okay. the pact. At this point, when I hear Andals, I just imagine them all being Jorah. <laughs> yeah. But Jorah doesn't look like that. <laughs> I know. 
They're all like Lannister-y. Just imagine them all with Jorah's face. They're all spiritually oh. Jorah, but they don't. They're like blonde and they're like Norse looking. <laughs> when they call him Jorah the Ender, it's because of his character. <laughs> they're just calling him Jorah the <laughs> White because he's a dickhead. Jorah the Cracker. <laughs> so these, they basically are just saying that. These fucking pieces of shit, they burnt out the weirwood groves, hacked down the faces. They like slaughtered the children of the forest and they forced Christianity on them. Yeah, damn. Who would, mm. like, take gods of people who you, like, know, mm. but you want them to convert to your religion and burn all the mm. statues? That would be so fucked up good and thing, evil. Good thing that's... Never we would hate life. any character who good did Good thing that. that that is just a, a fictional story and never happened. Yeah. It's just fiction, yeah. Son yeah. of Ice and Fire is just a book. There's no no politics in this book. It does, it does, there's no politics. If it was real life, they'd put bodies in museums. <laughs> no politics, no themes. Uh, and at this point, uh, fucking... He doesn't get to finish story time. He doesn't get to finish story time, uh, because the puppies began to howl. The puppies get upsetty. And then there's a raven arriving, and then Rickon begins to begins to cry, and the fucking... Apparently the, the raven was even attacked by, uh, by a bigger bird, like either a hawk or an owl, which I don't know if this means anything, like, this time I mean, it means something. <laughs> Yeah, it's like this, the typical, like, this means something, but I'm so (laughs) upset by everything else that is happening here that I can't think about it. Because then, like, yeah, basically they get the letter that Ned died. Like, it isn't sad, but uh, it isn't sad literally in this way, but it's like Bran and Rickon, like, immediately know what's up. Uh, Bran is, like, asking, what is this? Like, what is it that the letter says? And Osha's like, you know what it is. And then Lewin says, now we're gonna have to find a stone carver. Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking about the thing with the bird being injured and i feel like he's like connecting it to lewin's injury really obviously but i'm not really sure what that means either Hmm. yeah he like he says the raven hopped onto lewin's bandaged forearm there was dried blood on its wings that that seems like really intentional to me Mm -hmm. like there's a connection between the crows and the maesters oh well there's for sure a connection between the yeah the ravens and the maesters Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know it's like warning about danger None of them are secure. It's also like, yeah, I don't know. I just keep thinking about uh, like a hawk eating a scorpion because it's called a scorpion. I don't know. (laughs) I'm too sad. Yeah, this is, man, this chapter. This is a pretty neat chapter, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it. I think it like really balances the the lore stuff and the emotional stuff. Yeah, like, we get so much lore in this chapter, but it doesn't really feel like a lore dump. Yeah. I think because... I'm not really sure why. I think maybe just because of Osha, honestly? Like, the way she's kind of, like, questioning and reacting to everything makes it feel a lot more like a conversation and not like George is telling it to us, kind of. Mm Mm-hmm. I also like how everything is triggered by seeing the statues of the people who he's talking about rather than it being like written down somewhere. It's a very sort of Oh my god, mm-hmm. yes. visceral physical memory. It's like a it's like some it's like some archaeology, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of video gamey to to me. Yeah. Like yeah, you click you, on you a, at the statue the, and the then you get the thing. you get the history of this Stark. Yeah, I'm looking at it again, and also uh, the wolves too are also like have a bunch of matted, bloody fur and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they are probably being roped into that that trio of uh, you know bloody raven, bloody maester, bloody wolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. 
Ah, bloody raven, you say. <laughs> hmm. Sounds, well, sounds really familiar. It's probably just like bloody in the sense of British swear oh, word. Bloody raven. Oh, bloody raven. Yeah. <laughs> Pooping everywhere. Yeah. I can't believe that Lewin just lets his ravens fly around yeah. and shit. It says he has pots of <laughs> ink everywhere. Just like and he's there. just letting ravens poop in his ink. Maybe Such it's a just a, boy. a weird maester thing. Like the more raven poop you have no, on your work, the more Ingon legit it is. because has a cage where his ravens are in. So they can't okay. shit on all his things. So this shows what? It shows Lewin is stupid. <laughs> I don't know. Lewin is letting oh, his... just a little freak. <laughs> He's disorganized. It's so funny, though. Like, he always acts towards the Stark children as, like, this pole of wisdom. Or, like, this, I don't know, like, this anchor or something. Like, this wise man. But he's such a mess. Yeah, <laughs> he's he like is kind of... Jordan Peterson thing <laughs> of, like, clean your room before you do anything. Oh then you look at his room, yeah. I hate to think about that. Yeah, that's the only way that they're like, there's nothing else. <laughs> what if Lewin did sound like Kermit, though? Oh. Hmm. What if Lewin only ate meat as his diet? Oh. God. What if Lewin drank a cup of lime juice and fucking died for a month? <laughs> Do maesters have, like, a diet? Or is it just, like, anything? What are you supposed to feed your maester? Is it just, is the only thing they're not allowed to eat pussy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. They have like uh, similar vows mm. to the Night's Watch, I think. So I don't know if it's yeah. like like the letter of it might not be celibacy, but they're not allowed to marry for sure, right? So yeah, yeah. Does does like oral count in the celibacy <laughs> thing? Mm. They don't know about it. It's not invented. Well, Jon Snow hasn't invented it yet. <laughs> I mean, Bill Clinton said no. So. <laughs> okay, we trust that guy always. That was a great mid-90s reference for all our, all our listeners. No, <laughs> I hate how Bill Clinton never stops being relevant. I he hate that, so actually. He, he can die soon, I think. Yeah, I really hope the world can forget about the Clintons sometime soon. God. God, I wish. And, and their entire legacy. Anyway. Good chapter. Yeah, do we have any more brand things, or are I we all good? Can we can we just talk about that Rickon has wolf dreams and everybody's kind of glossing over it? Yeah, Rickon is just he seems like entirely unsupervised yeah. for some reason. He can't just walk around. And... Like I thought like maybe Lewin was mm. in charge of him, but it doesn't seem he's like he is. He's a bad babysitter. It's, I mean, he tries his best, but He's only babysitting, yeah. He's like not even babysitting um not even babysitting Bran mm. that well cuz he's like barely listening to him. Oh, wait, I did have something. Uh, at the start of this chapter, Lewin is looking at the comet. Mm. Yeah, this is the first time mm. it shows up. Yeah, this is the first comet mention. The comet that hung low in the morning sky. Mm. Like, that's what he's oh, focusing wow. on. I yeah. did yeah. not notice yeah. that. Yeah, he's looking at it I in his telescope, his, his Myrish mm. lens tube. Yeah, so the first comet mention mm. is in this chapter with all the George is, dreams. like, putting on a really tiny hat so we don't <laughs> even notice. You won't even see this comet. <laughs> Does anyone of you know what shadow maps are? They are like referenced, I think, once or twice. Those made my eyes widen too. I had no idea what they were. They're mm. like something that's on the floor along with all the rest of the mess is shadow maps. Yeah, it's one of those like measurements of okay. distance thing. That's right. It is. You know that thing where you can like look at like how long a shadow is and that kind of mm. thing? You can do it with like very far away things to measure like how big a thing is and that sort of okay. thing. Mm. So it's like some sort of advanced astrology, mm. kind of, probably. 
I don't think it's astrology. Astronomy? Astronomy, astrology yeah. is the fake one, right? And astronomy is the, yeah. the scientific yeah. one. Yeah. I just let my mouth say whatever yeah. word. Did you just say astrology is fake? <laughs> nah, just kidding. God, that's such a Scorpio thing to say. Astrology is real in A Song of Ice and Fire. They, they have the 12 houses of heaven. I have no idea what you're talking about. John mentions that they have the Zodiac. In which book? Uh, I think it's in Storm. Okay, we'll get there. Yeah, but even in, even in A Song of Ice and Fire, it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I wanted to make a joke, but it's spoiler. Right, anyway. I mean, I wonder, just just to quickly get back on A Song of Ice and Fire, even in A Song of Ice and Fire fake, maybe it's like, it's like religion in A Song of Ice and Fire, that like I some like of it seems fake. to be fake, but some yeah, of it some seems of it is, to be... Some of it is fake and some of it is real. Yeah. Or maybe all of it is fake, but some things are real. Some like things the, are definitely the magic real. that actually exists gets like thrown into myths that are fake. That's, that's yeah. kind of what mm. I think. That's kind of what I think. Like I think the fire magic is real, but relore is maybe not real. That kind I of don't know thing. what those words you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Renly? My bad. My bad. <laughs> Renly is real. <laughs> Renly is real. <laughs> Friendly <laughs> isn't he's real. real and strong, and he's my friend. <laughs> and he killed his brother. Pe- people no. sing. Yeah. Some people you terrible sing. Woman. <laughs> you, you shut your mouth. Okay. Okay. All good on Brand. Sansa time. Oh mm, gosh. Sansa's not having a good time. Okay, so we've had like two two people having a really bad time, or like three if we count Recon. But Surely I'm sure we can't the Sansa one, one is gonna be okay. Can't have three bad ones Surely in a Sansa row. Sansa will be having a great time. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So we pick up on Sansa uh, probably like a few days after Ariel saw her at the apparent execution, which was not supposed to happen. But so Sansa has been in her room in the dark, sleeping and crying and waking up just to cry and then mm. going back to she sleep. She gave herself to the darkness and is the first sentence. So. I know. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. pretty dramatic. I underlined and, that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it means something. <laughs> but yeah, she hasn't been eating, even though people are bringing her food, which is kind of a, a juxtaposition with Arya, who has been scrounging yeah. for food and not been able to get any, almost. But they're both kind of starved, I guess. And she's having all these terrible dreams about seeing her father killed, because she, and unlike Arya, did see the moment of Ned being killed, but, and she wasn't able to look away for some reason. And there was just, you know, all this commotion, and she is very traumatized by seeing her father beheaded in front of her, obviously. And she's just, you know, thinking about maybe she should die too, and that's, like, kind of a big theme, I guess, that I would maybe content warning for this chapter, is that Sansa's thinking a lot about her possible suicide and that maybe it would be a better thing for her and it would you know shame all the people who have hurt her if she would just jump off her balcony and die but she says that she hasn't been able to get the courage and she's just been crying instead and you know she's also been bothered by all the people in King's Landing to try to make her feel better or something. Mr. Pycelle comes and acts creepy to her to see if she's sick, and he gives her some potion that she just drinks incorrectly. It's basically just a lot of very sad 
little girl for a long time. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's like a really, really accurate picture of grief. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, just what I completely well. depressed and mm. grief-stricken. They should let a child's depression drink. Well, he doesn't give her... He gives her honey water, so I okay, don't really know so what that is. Okay, it sounds like a placebo almost, like honey water with some herbs. I don't know. Maybe yeah. just something I mean, to make I her don't sleep. Know if, I mean, he could have told mm. her it was whatever. I don't know. He's kind of like a liar man, mm. so he could have given her anything. But he tells her to drink one swallow a night, and instead she drinks the whole thing. So at least she didn't die of it, but maybe that was her plan. So then after all this goes on for however many days... Joffrey comes to see her. Fantastic. We love it. Mm. And she's just like all kind of a mess because she hasn't been eating or bathing or cleaning anything. And Joffrey just says, you're nasty, so you better clean up and come to court because we're still going to be married, my mom says, so you better look the part. And she's just like completely baffled by this. She's just like, leave me alone. I don't like you at all. I don't understand why you did what you did because I did everything that you asked. And Joffrey just doesn't listen at all and has her smacked by his guard for not listening because she says, I hate you. And Joffrey says, my mom says that a king should never strike his wife. And so he has his knight do it instead, like a little lawyer or whatever. He's found the loophole. If, on if only Robert had done that, Cersei wouldn't have been mad at him, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that, like, obviously Cersei was like, uh, I was beaten by the king, mm. and my son will never right. be like that. But, like, <laughs> she doesn't really get yeah. it or something. I don't know. Or Joffrey doesn't really get it. Something. But this of knight is. of the king's guard hits an 11-year-old girl in the face, and she bleeds and falls down. And then they just leave. Oh, but Sandra Coquane is here and says, uh, you should just do whatever he says and then you won't get hit. Thanks, buddy. Really cool guy that everyone loves for some reason. I mean, mm -hmm. I, well, I mean, this is kind of the only advice you could give her in this. Like, that's the only thing. It is the best thing she can probably she can do. do at that moment. Yeah, it's shit is. It is. Yeah. He just says, save yourself some pain and like, just act for a bit until like, you know, protect yourself. He's kind of a dick about it, though. Yeah. Like, he's the most sympathetic to her of the guards that come, or the king's guard or whatever, but he's yeah. still being a dick. He says, you know, he wants you to smile and smell sweet and be his lady love. He's, he's very, just being, I don't like, know. A dickhead. I don't know. He's very neutral. He's not, he's not an asshole, but he's not very empathetic. This either. is, yeah, this is like good for the hound. He has fucking centrism brain or something. He's not chopping a random boy in half for no reason right now, so he's, uh, not right now, better. so he's good. <laughs> Every day he's chopping boys in half. But yeah, Sansa, her, her maids come back and help her get all fancied up for court. And Sansa thinks, you know, these are Lannister girls, so I'm not going to tell them anything, which is great. Sansa has no one to talk to at all that won't immediately betray her. And then, well, she's all dressed up. Uh, Sir Marin comes back, the guy who hit her, and she's, like, kind of, like, court mean to him. Like, she's kind of sassy in a way that is permitted, I guess, is the best I can put it. She says, you know, you're not a true knight, and he just doesn't react at all. And Sansa remembers that Sandor would have hated that or laughed at that or whatever. But this guy just doesn't give a shit about what she thinks at all. And that's kind of the continuing theme for the chapter. Marin Trent's pretty, yeah. like, empty. He's just yeah. a husk. 
Yeah, she's like, she's just a thing to him, she says. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. He felt nothing for her at all. So Sansa goes to court and the balcony is deserted where she is. So again, she has no one at all. And she just listens to Joffrey meter out whatever justice of the Iron Throne. But he, like, doesn't listen to the boring cases. And when there's anything he's interested in, he makes it as violent as possible, of course. And Sansa kind of thinks about how everyone at court is evil and there's no heroes in the world. And he, she remembers uh, what Littlefinger told her about things being terrible and monsters being <laughs> the winners of life. Cool nihilism. So, let's, yeah, I mean... Sansa's not having a good time. And then, let's see, after court, she meets with Joffrey again and does her fake happy words or whatever. And he's still being a dick to her. So he's like, we're going to get married and have a kid. And if the kid is stupid, I'm going to kill you, which is a great thing to say, whatever. And then he takes her up to where he has all the traitor heads stuck on the wall. And Sansa freaks out because she realizes what he's doing. And then Sandor tells her to do it, so she does, because whatever. And then she decides that he can make me look at the heads, but he can't make me see them. So she looks at uh, her dad's severed head, and she just kind of dissociates on purpose, and just kind of thinks about how it doesn't even really look like him. It doesn't even look real to her. And Joffrey's mad that it doesn't make her cry or something. Yeah, he's just, like, trying to make Sansa upset. And then, finally, he says that, I'm gonna go kill your brother and bring you his head. And that finally gets Sansa to snap, and she says, you know, maybe my brother will give me your head. And Joffrey finally gets to have Marin hit her again. So she is hit again and falls down and bleeds and cries. And she thinks about how she would just love to push him off the balcony and he could die, and she could do it, but instead she doesn't, and he leaves, and the chapter ends. So, you know. Yeah, this fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no no jokes to it's be made It's not a here. great time to be a Stark. I can't believe Septa Mordain's struggle with alcoholism ended this way. <laughs> I know, I kind of skipped that, but yeah. <laughs> Sansa Mordain has also been beheaded. Sansa is... Or Septim Ordain. And Sansa is shocked at this because she's just like a mm. nun, basically. Like, why did you kill her? But she was a traitor because she worked with the Starks. Mm. So she was killed too. She's like, I know something was up with Septim Ordain, but it's not going to be this. <laughs> she was just like a mean, like a kind of mean Catholic nun. Like, that's basically mm. what yeah. they are. God, I hate Marin Trent so much. I didn't remember mm. when starting mm. this book that this was one of the characters that is very bad. I mean, they all do it, right? Like, all the Kingsguard, basically? Yeah. Yeah. It's just the first one. Which is why Kingsguard sucks. I think Sandor is the only one that doesn't. Weird. I mean, does he ever get told to? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm, I mean, I'm sure that I he would remember. if he got told to. I don't see why he would I kind of... I kind of don't think he would, but... Yeah. I mean, his whole thing is do what he wants. Go along with it. Mm. Why would he not? I don't know. It would have been interesting to see, but I don't think he gets asked, because I feel like that would have been oh, like yeah, the really other important... the other Kingsguard who's here with Sir Marin is Sir Ares, so we do know this man. We don't know that man. Our, fav- our favorite team ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, not favorite, maybe, but... He's far down on my list of himbos, I will say. <laughs> He's just got negative himbo points at this point. This uh, this chapter is really hard to read. Mm. Yeah. 
I don't know, like, uh, I'm going to get real for, like, a little bit, but, so my, my mother passed away when I was 10, and, like, this is such an accurate picture of what, what grief is like, especially being so young, and it's just, like, you, like, time basically ceases to exist, like, nothing feels real, you're, you know, your only solace is, like, whenever you don't dream, and it's, uh, yeah, especially whenever you have, like, nobody at all to, yeah. Uh, it's just it's it's really heartbreaking that she just has no one to turn to and all that she could possibly trust because yeah. everyone that she has trusted has effectively betrayed her yeah the only like you know contact or interaction that she gets in this chapter that's like any kind of like not violent is the hound you know sandor picking her out of her bed and then like later um dabbing her her bleeding lip Mm -hmm. and like that's just like neutral Mm -hmm. like like we said it's like he's just he's not being awful like but he's not really being that nice either yeah possibly the handmaidens that she makes herself aware that oh she can't trust them and yeah yeah yeah, they like well it says that one of them holds her down as Pycelle Mm. like touches her all over which is awful Mm. yeah it's not great i don't like that yeah that was that Strange, part, yeah. Yeah. I like when Pycelle is just like a comedy incompetent old <laughs> dumbass. Like yeah. like when he's when he's creepy. Uh, Isn't that like how he gets away with things? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Hmm. I wanna hear the funny singer song. Oh I know. <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> the song about Robert that makes it sound like the pig that killed him is his wife or whatever. Yeah, that's some complex metaphor. I know. I feel like um, her her the way she thinks of it, like oh, it's singing about the pig, but some lines mm. made it almost sound <laughs> like her. Sansa her, is like, oh a metaphor. <laughs> Yeah, like, her kind of naive, like, uh, thoughts about it are, like, almost funnier than I think the actual song would be. It's yeah, it's probably it. very obvious, like, in the song, the, the parallels. Yeah. Just sounds so like, huh, might I, I bet, be... I bet Joffrey didn't get it. I think Joffrey got it. If you take a singer to the Flea Bottom restaurants uh-huh. um, and you give them half, then, well, they cook the other <laughs> half for you and you get the bowl mm. of brown. I was gonna say, like, imagine if, like, uh, Brynden Beefish got, like, king for some reason of the world. I don't want to imagine. And someone showed him our podcast. <laughs> then we had to perform it in front of him. I would not cry. Yeah. I would perform it willingly. Take my tongue. Take my fingers if you must. Those are my podcasting hands. <laughs> yeah, I know. Joffrey makes him choose between tongue mm. and fingers for being a, a performer. What are what would you choose between for podcasting? I guess tongue and eyes because we need to read the book. I mean, I don't need fingers to podcast, really. Yeah, I need them for other things, though. <laughs> you can take my tongue or my internet <laughs> connection, and I will pick tongue. You can probably use like a text to speech software for podcasting. <laughs> yeah, you can just just use the uh, Lunar Base Alpha. Yeah, it's everyone is going to love Madden. it. Over and over. Oh my god. <laughs> Ayo. There's also um, the, like, in Arya's chat there, she had Sirio's voice, like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of speaking to her. And Sansa gets uh, Littlefinger and Sandor's mm. voices. Yeah. Which I don't like. I mean, those are, like, the people who have been nicest to her at King's Landing, uh. which is fucked up. Because obviously they have disgusting motives of their own. Especially Littlefinger, yeah. They have at least, yeah. But they have at least not been so cruel as to do things as hit her in the face or kill her father. Yeah. 
Yeah, just little mean things like that. Yeah. I'm starting to think King's Landing might not be the place you want to be. It's almost like it's uh. like a castle of blood or something. Mm. 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 I don't think I have any other things for this chapter. It's very sad. I underlined like one line that was when she's when she's up on the battlements and Joffrey uh, makes a look at the heads and she says uh, she was she was looking but she was not seeing it. That's kind kind of the, I literally underlined the, the reversal of the yeah. of the lesson that uh, that Ciri gave uh, gave Arya when it was mm-hmm. something like uh, you are you are looking but you are not seeing. Yeah. I also underlined the next part about how Ned's head didn't really look like Lord Eddard. It didn't even look real. Like that's damn. That's really effective. Maybe because it is, and he's he's still alive. Are you trying? Yeah, are you trying <laughs> to say that he got away? Oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's how Ned gets to win. If someone else is, it's Did the you? Miller. Yeah, because oh, wait, we this don't was see it because we saw the Lannister guys dressed up as Northmen. Uh-huh. Maybe the guy that was there mm. was not Ned, but he was dressed up as Ned. It was a faceless man. Arya uh, said that it looked kind of like him, but he was skinnier than he's ever been. So maybe it's not him. Huh. I have just watched, the, like yesterday, the Full Metal Alchemist episodes where Mustang does a trick of switching. A trick, yeah. A little switcheroo. Yeah, switching Maria Ross for a burnt body. So I'm like trying to think of something along the line, but there's the additional challenge of there being like thousands of people in the audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have to be like real talented. It was a magician. ceramic boy made of pottery. <laughs> oh, a pottery papa. Okay. Maybe it's okay. Then it's got to be like Pycelle, right? Because all maesters learn mm. pottery. <laughs> Pycelle does have his pottery link. <laughs> it was pop pop head pot. He- <laughs> what if what if Ned walked into Yoren because it's really weird that Yoren could pick up Arya from the crowd just like that? <gasps> oh, this is real. Oh my god. <laughs> Arya was also trying to run like on top yeah. of people's heads yeah. and slashing at people with a sword. <laughs> I think she was drawing a little bit of attention to herself. <laughs> I think it's the walk thing. Okay. Yeah, me too. Uh, other parts I underlined is the queen has always been so kind to her. I know. I mean, the queen she is has. talking behind her back about how dumb she is. Yeah. And Joffrey, of course, tells it to her. You know, like we talked a little about how, like, Joffrey learned his misogyny from his dad, but he learned a lot from his mom, too. <laughs> Yeah. yeah a little Cersei bit. has a lot yeah, of internalized misogyny. And like where did Cersei learn that from? Her dad and society. <laughs> it was society all along. Damn. The real villain of the series. That's how Dream of Spring is gonna end. We will yeah. kill society. <laughs> they put society on the throne. In the end. <laughs> <laughs> it it will end in Choker Town and that uh, the whole series is the prequel to Wildcats. No, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like if you put society on the throne, then you've got a dictatorship of the proletariat. Mm. Um, also, before we move on, I wanted to to highlight some good chats from our good friend Ducky. Oh, yeah. He um, was in the Pigot chat talking about how Sansa... Uh, I'll just read it out, because these are good points he makes. He says... Uh, so in character for Sansa, who's immersed in societal expectations of femininity, to think of suicide as a response to her trauma or suicide as revenge. Uh, it's a really common trope, mode of agency for women to kill themselves in order to shame those who force them to this point. I'm thinking of Lucretia and Dido and Virginia and Cleopatra. Um, I know mm-hmm. who all those people are. I know who some of them are. 
Yeah, it reminded me a lot of like Arthurian, like Ellen, um, Lady of Shalott stuff, especially like falling out the window um, and the body being found on the bottom is like like the Lady of Shalott on the on the river in the boat, where it's sort of a very visual image of, I guess, shame for mistreating them. I know about Dido because Sufjan sings about Dido's lament at one point. Sense of falling out of her window to shame mankind. Basically, yes. Yeah. It's also a bit of a Ophelia as well, isn't it? Yeah, Ophelia. Yeah. The thing is, though, is that like this depends on the people that wronged her having yeah. any shame. That's like, what I was thinking reading that. Yeah. I was like, honey, they won't care. The, yeah, they will not. This will like not make them self-reflect. This will not like. Well, that's ultimately why she doesn't, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she she says like, uh, and maybe maybe the singers will sing songs uh, about her grief, which is probably not wrong. I mean, we got the the Alice's tears thing in the veil, and uh, Ashara Dane was also like strangely romanticized, like why and how why she killed herself. And... People just love sad women. Mm. <laughs> also, I want to mention that uh, if if a lady jumps out of a tower, it's kind of like uh, the moon falling out of the sky. What if a lady was a moon? If a lady falls out of a tower and there's no one there to hear her, does she make a sound? <laughs> does she does she make an egg? <laughs> she starts out as the egg. Then when she falls out of the tower, she is not. Then she lays it. And all the king's horses and all the king's men. Oh no! <laughs> also, Ducky says that uh, when Santa thinks... She's thinking about Marin, and she's like, oh, when I'm queen, I'll exile him. And, like, even at her lowest, like, worst point of, about this man who was, like, you know, physically abused her, she's still more merciful than <laughs> Cersei and Joffrey, where, like, she'll exile him instead of just murking him. What if I set dogs on him? <laughs> Sansa loves to do revenge, is what I've heard, actually. It's epic. What if Sansa was epic? Sansa is epic. <laughs> not yet, a, not yet. It's a main character trait, I think. Once she learns how to do knife and sword. Revenge is epic is the thing. Maybe, like, once she goes through all the pain that she needs in order to become strong, then maybe yeah, she'll be you, epic. She needs all the pain experience to level up to epic level. <laughs> Fucking. That's like God the saddest it. video game. Is there anything as Ducky says? Uh, the thing about Joffrey looking ugly to her now, because mm-hmm. she yeah. knows his his true heart. She sees his true form. He's revealed to have yucky lips. It's like that part mm. in Shallow Hal, the movie. <laughs> okay, I reread Jack it too. Black. <laughs> yes. I diagnose you with worm lips. Hey, listeners, which movie comparison did you like more? God's Not Dead or Shallow Hell? Right in now. I think they're both classic movies. Press press A on your computer. Anyway, I'm ready to close up the censor chapter. <sighs> Somebody please protect my daughter. Please. Before we move on to the spoiler section, I quickly wanted to touch on one thing I said earlier, because I did look for osha slash maester lewin mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately i haven't found anything <laughs> i did I find it. one fic that has the it, relationship then. of maester lewin slash olen naturel oh old people mm-hmm. kissing okay. and this, this is kind of a fraser inspired au <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm gonna mention the other relationships of this one are um randy Baratheon and loris tyrell <laughs> Another classic, Catelyn Stark slash Ned Stark, uh, Marcella Baratheon slash Marjorie 
Tyrell. So this sounds really Ooh, good, right? I kind of like that one. But here's the thing: the main relationship is Peter Baelish slash Sansa Stark. Cancelled. Oh no! The, the author Gosh, of this fic is goes by the username of Peter Baelish. So, uh. as Song of Ice and Fire fans, you have disappointed Dude, that's me. That's the real little finger. The real little finger. <laughs> he wrote this. Little finger is real, and he is my enemy. <laughs> and he's somehow really into Fraser. <laughs> he would be. He would be. <laughs> little finger loves Fraser. God, he loves those toss out and scrambled eggs too. <laughs> Alright, spoilers. I don't know anything about Fraser. Yeah. Let's talk about some spoilers. We'll put in some music, but here for now, I'll sing for the transition. Let's go. I'm clapping. Just leave that singing in. (laughs) This was perfect. I'm sure it was not, but thank you all right so for Arya's thing spoilers she doesn't die yorin is a fucking boss and i love him i don't really understand yorin's motivation at this point honestly uh he's just a good man who wants to help a child and feel some connection to him through benjamin i guess i guess it's because of benjamin and the stags are the north aren't they oh wait shit if all the night's watch are brothers then is yorin Arya's uncle yeah Mm. Is Yoren qualified yes. for alcohol? <gasps> oh, I didn't even catch that one. <laughs> Message Elliot right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yoren is like, he's such a fucking good dude. Like, I mean, you know, later we're on, we're gonna, we're gonna see him yeah. just protecting like, like his whole group of kids. He doesn't, he's fucking in it oh, yeah. to win it. Like one for all, all for one. I mean, he needs them on the wall. Yeah. But, yeah, he is a good guy. He's just, he's he's smelly, but behind <laughs> it is a heart of gold. A smelly heart of gold. It does help that, uh, like, 4D cinema didn't go over as well, because I wouldn't love a version of this book where we smell all the smells. There's some good smells. You don't want to smell the brown? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to smell the brown. <laughs> I'm willing to take a whiff. <laughs> I mean, you would also have to smell everything that's, like, around the pot shop where they cook the brown, which is probably not could so good. Could be worth, could be worth. She mentions, like, uh, poop mm. smells and, like, old brothel smells and, like... Mm. I'll just... I I choose not to smell it. It's visceral, you know? Let's move on. I think the real spoiler stuff is in the brand chapter. Mm, yeah. Probably, There's yeah. a lot in the brand Jesus. chapter. I can't believe the comet is mentioned here. That's so mm. weird. Like, I always thought the comet, like, came with the dragons, but I guess it doesn't. I guess they all just sort of think it did. Well, this is all kind of happening around the same time. I didn't notice it the first time. It was, like, low in the morning sky, so it's kind of, like, acting like Venus right now, too. And it'll do the same in Danny's chapter when it shows up. It's the first star that appears in the sky, like Venus. So do you think that Ned dies and the dragons hatch on the same day? No, I don't really see any reason to need to connect those things. I'm just saying, like, the timing is ambiguous. It's sort of approaching, isn't it? It's in the distance. Yeah. Yeah, and and Bran 
the brand chapter doesn't happen concurrently because it yeah you're travel right the time. brand chapter is like the same time as the sansa chapter more maybe later even i don't know how long would the would the raven take from king's landing to winterfell i assume that the ravens take like a week or something it's delayed as well because of the attack i think i don't know hey what about this guy simonian <laughs> semen simonian smeem simonian it seems like he possibly gained blue eyes that he had not previously mm. had, which is yeah. possibly a something. He's a fable from the Age of Heroes. Just good fashion. <laughs> it's if I lost cool. my eyes, I would simply put two large gemstones into my <laughs> eye sockets. I love to have it. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't hurt at all. <laughs> Among us. I'm going to look up if there's some fan art of him. I want to see this. Oh, I'm sure there is. I bet it looks good. Not crossing my fingers, but uh, the so like him being able to fight while still blind makes me think that he's probably a, a warg because he'd be looking through the eyes of his animals like Arya does later. She's also fighting with a staff at that point, but he's got these star sapphire eyes. And the thing is that Bran is talking about like if me and Hodor can become a knight together, we'll be like this dude. And he has, you know, the eyes of an other. So that's like when Bran is body snatching. Oh my Hodor. god, Kay, I that's... just found that same thing. I was going to post it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Bill. I'm fucking uh, losing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is amazing. <laughs> Let's describe this image we're seeing. <laughs> this is the Nightman from Game of Thrones. The Nightman, we know and love him. And there's a red arrow pointing his blue eye. <laughs> and next to it, there's two uh, text boxes. In the top it says Season 8. And below it, it says Major Hint! Exclamation <laughs> mark. It's uh, pointing to his, his eyes, too. Kind of, you know, his uh, pupils look like little stars. Yeah. Major hint. Major hint, this guy might be another. The tweet this is attached to says Simon Star Eyes or not, question mark. <laughs> Wait, who is this creepy guy? It links to a YouTube video called Who is the Night King? Huge identity clue. That second picture is the other that appears in the pilot episode. I don't episode. like I mean, it. It's yucky. Yeah, he looks like a bog man. <laughs> He's scaring me. I'm closing the picture. I quite like it. Major hint. Oh, how did we miss this? What the heck was I talking about? Alright, so whenever Bran is body snatching Hodor, that's when he's acting like a guy with blue eyes who's like an author. So I think that's a hint there. A major hint? <laughs> major hint. Does that Night King's eye have seven points or six points? It looks like six. It looks like the Star of David. It might be seven, actually. It could be seven. The top right corner maybe has another one. Blurry. Yeah, it's like kind of hard to see. Anyway, it doesn't matter at all. It's just like the toilet swirl of uh, eight points that doesn't mean anything. God, that was a wild ride. Because in addition to all everyone in the Pigot chat that was experiencing, like, seeing some spoilers and stuff, I was also had my toes dipped in the the world of like these people that look at uh, all the symbolism and they're like oh the they're theorizing about all the spiral things and they're like oh yes like the it has eight points because and if you look at the targaryen sigil and you count all the appendages along with the heads it has eight things oh sticking God. out of it and it's kind of like a spiral and this is talking about yeah so it's like and a bunch of other shit that they're like trying to put together and then it ended up just being 
It could just be nothing. A toilet flushing noise. It yeah. <laughs> what if your symbols didn't mean anything and they were just kind of neat looking? That's the best way of doing it. Hey, so what was uh, what was uh, Ned sad about in this dream that had to do with John? Hmm. I wonder if it has uh, anything to do. He was sad that he never with... got to take John fishing. <laughs> yeah, no. He never got to get back and tell him the secret of his mother. Wait, wait. So he was down in the crypts, and that was had something to do with John and being sad about John. That's strange. And then later in the same page, they well, not the same page. It's like There's one more after. Says, yeah. Yeah, they talk about how sad he was about Leanna. Okay. Mm. Damn, mm-hmm. we'll never figure this mystery out. I think that maybe it's his son with Ashara Dane, if you think about it. I was reading a theory that Ashara Dane is married to Helen Reed. Oh, definitely. I haven't read that one, but I, like, know about it. That just seems random to me. Do you remember any of the, like, no, supporting evidence. evidence? Yeah, can you... Yeah, so there's a bunch of stuff to do with the the story that Mira tells about the Harrenhal stuff. Is it Harrenhal? The, the Laughing Night story and yeah. um, about Helen Reed. And there's some... God, I can't remember. Um, it was very convincing when I read it. I'm always convinced by like any theory that I read. I... I get taken for a journey when I read most theories, <laughs> but then at the end I'm like, mm, I think you're the, you're stupid. <laughs> like, I'm sure that Helen Reed says that she's very pretty in his story, but so does everyone, because <laughs> she is. Yeah, but it's stuff like how she sort of disappears and they never find her body and stuff like that. I do think that she's alive, but I don't see why she has to be married with children to be alive. That's true. What if she's Septa Lamore? I don't like that one. What if she's Quaith? Okay. Uh... Okay. We're all Quaith, in a way. Quaith is society, if you think about it. Uh, not to distract from this, but I Please. just noticed I have another window opened with a fanfic search, because I did click on the tag Jack and Hagar slash Osha. Oh, that one's a little spicy. Mm. This this is also an AU where Davos is chief of medicine at ATM, and it feels more like a family than a workplace to him. Wow, I'm so happy for Davos. He's... <laughs> Risen through the ranks. Dr. Stannis Baratheon, their head surgeon, is due to retire soon. <laughs> and while it is most certainly the end of an era, it's also the start of a new one with Dr. Daenerys Targaryen coming in to replace him. I've got a big smile. I am obsessed with the Song of Ice and Fire fanfiction where they make the houses into companies. I think it's just the weirdest thing. Very funny. It's capitalist realism to me. They'll be like, Ned has to go do business at the company. <laughs> The stock industry is One of the tags on this one is cats, not the Android Weber kind, which is very disappointing. Just a regular cat. (laughs) But why not? I think in this one, Danny is also called Kelly C. Mm. That could be her name. Yeah, that's her name. That's her name. That's her stage name. Kelly C. I said it out loud and then it really got me. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly C. Hey, can we talk about, uh, I don't know, what other brand, brand plot spoiler things are there? Oh, there was the thing about the the King of Winter, where Osha says Winter's got no king, which is proof that the Night King is yeah. fake and the Night Queen She's is real. She's a book real. snob. Yeah. I, but the Night Queen yeah. is real. <laughs> and she is coming. When's the Winter 2020? 
Thank you. I really liked this uh, uh, about the, like, some of the Stark forebears are, some of them are, like, hairy, shaggy men that are like wolves, and some are... There is, so the others are described as like sword slam, I think. In the mm-hmm. at some point, they're definitely described as gaunt, and like the other description that's like opposed to the wolfish one. Yeah, and that's that's like um, Brandon and Ned. Brandon was described as like having the wolfish blood, mm-hmm. and uh, Ned is always like very cold and uh, straight faced and doesn't laugh and that kind of stuff. So I like it. It's kind of just showing us, I think, the like dual nature of how stark that they have. They are not just icy, they have like a fiery and ice like union. A uh, little editor's note, I just wanted to make something more clear. The wolves are fiery they're like always described in like with fire associated things their eyes are always molten or stuff like that their fur with the exception of ghost is all smoke smoky and so the wolf description is like the fire half and then the other uh description is the icy one okay bye and is it hinting at like a a past like working with the others in the north do you think well some kind of relationship i think i've said before that i think that last hero like had some relationship with the others by blood or by you know like something mm-hmm. that like and then went on to found the starks so. mm-hmm. yeah because people will say that knight's king who is real was a stark a lot of the mm. time right yeah what if the knight's king was called tans i mean it could be i think that yeah. one's true I'm writing that down. That one is real. I'm just writing the word real down. Writing that down for <laughs> one and a half years in the future when we meet Cold I will Hands. definitely still have this notebook. <laughs> yeah, Cold Hands to me is either one of the last heroes 12, or he is the last hero, or he is um, Night's King who is like doing penance. Nice. Oh, wait, there was a 12. 12,000 years ago that the first men came. Okay. That's, that's a thousand hints. Yeah. And one. (laughs) Okay. There is a last hero math in the Sansa chapter because Ned's head uh, on the spike uh, has 12 friends that are on spikes. And then two empty ones. I don't know if that means anything. That's kind of an obsessing hero's math. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, there's going to be a lot of last hero math that we see with, like, dead things or rotting corpses or people in cages that are dying or dead. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. First of many. And then I also kind of had maybe, like, a question or maybe not. This story that he tells about the first man coming across the arm of Dorne before it was broken and then... The children like using earth bending mm. on it or something, because yeah. <laughs> like he talks about it like kind of like the like Russia Alaska passage that's real that like mm-hmm. people like Neanderthals or whatever came across on and then the tectonic plates shifted and it was broken. But that happened over like yeah many 12, more years than twelve thousand. Kind of a short so if period yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So it feels like it has to either have happened longer ago or the magic is real? I think it's the magic is real option, but I don't think the children did it. Because the the rationale isn't there for doing this. Because, so like, the first men come over and then it's like, 
two or three thousand years or something before the arm of Dorn is broken. So, like, if the children did it to stem the tide, then they did it way too late. Mm-hmm. Also, like, if they can cause, like, localized earthquakes or whatever, and, like, because they are also said to have broken the neck, then, like, why wouldn't they just do it wherever the first men were building strongholds or something, mm-hmm. instead of, like, these two random places where they lived, or what they at least live in the neck. So, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, it's sort of like classic flood mythology. Yeah, I think it uh, is because those places got hit by moon meteors, so... Ooh, all right there's there's like islands in the um stepstones which are left over from the arm of dorn there's one called bloodstone normal yeah you know it's it's the same thing why george shows us Tyrion getting hit in the arm with a morning star and it breaks his arm (gasps) or whenever gregor starts chopping people's arms off uh whenever he's fighting against oberon or like all these arm injuries oh I mean, okay. I, I guess a land bridge could have could have disappeared naturally over a rather short time if it's with the rising sea levels. If it was a very shallow, it was a very shallow land bridge. Yeah, it's gone by the time the Andals get there, which is uh, like we said, four thousand years, which not enough time, I don't think. Or an, uh, a volcanic event could have destroyed it in one event, maybe. If you if we're searching for natural explanations, I think it's it's not impossible. The closest volcano is Dragon stone as far as i know i mean a meteor is natural unless you think it's a magic meteor yeah i think they are because they're you know that's why you are all meteors magic wait has the meteor been magic this whole time no one told me this <laughs> there's magic in this <laughs> it's like the same thing with the volcanoes in valyria like they're magic volcanoes in addition to just being regular volcanoes you know it's like a magical world so he pumps up the natural disasters with magic effect and the meteorite is the source of the light okay i think that if a meteor <laughs> I just had them stuck in my head since y'all started you're to good, talk about good. meteors. If a, if a meteor hits your planet, I think that's natural, regardless of what the content of the meteor is, unless someone did it on purpose. Well, I think somebody did it on purpose. Well, who? Azor High. <sighs> Fucker. That guy. <laughs> this fucking guy. Where did he get a meteor? There he goes again. Wait, was it the moon? Yeah, he exploded uh, the moon, and the moon turned into a bunch of dragon children that are breathing fire and falling to earth like the stars. And Oh, okay. He dropped an egg. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I guess, yeah, he did drop an egg. He made a big mess. He yeah, made a big mess. Fucking messy boy. Egg boy. Whatever. Okay. Well, so, like, the other thing is that we have to kind of shift the breaking the armadorn to be happening around the time in the long night which is you know it's only like a thousand years or something like that to make that possible but anyway let's uh what other plot spoilers we got oh yeah i wanted to talk about i'm pretty certain that Littlefinger talked to joff and like planted this idea and septed it in his brain to uh to kill ned oh that fucker whatever I mean, it's not too much to support it, but I think that it's the case. Because the only other reason is that he just went along with the crowd. Oh, he was reading the crowd. Mm, yeah, but he, no, he does. I don't. He does want people to sort of like him in a weird way. I'd say he just Joffrey just wanted to appear tough and like yeah. He just wanted to be epic. I don't think that Joffrey spontaneously decided to do this while he oh, was he standing. Oh, he knew he was. I think at, at most, yeah, little finger just needed to nudge him a little bit in that direction. 
if anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's just you know, you know, you don't, you know, you're king. Like, probably it's enough for of him to say if that. If we are we like totally on the thing where like the whole brand thing was Joffrey's plan. Like, I guess we have to be. I just, yeah. I think that's a bad. It's badly written, but it's, I think yeah, it but is it's true. confirmed. Like, yeah. I think George himself confirmed it. I think it's a little weak. So, I mean, Joffrey did that all by himself, right? Like, all Littlefinger wasn't involved himself. in that. Well, he did it because he heard his dad talking about how someone should put him down sort yeah. of thing. But it was Joffrey, like, Joffrey's choice. Joffrey's trick. <laughs> so I think that he is capable of making a murder choice on his own. I don't think he needs someone to tell him to. Well, like Trez said, I think that was, like, he was I mean, yeah, trying it was to, like, impress by... his dad. Yeah. I don't know. I think it just, like, plays into both of their characters, I think. It's possible. Yeah, I, think, I mean... I don't think it changes anything if it's real. Littlefinger also kind of would, would be interested in covering up his, his betrayal net right there it doesn't seem to have come out really that he initially had a that he had yeah it is useful for him that ned can't get to the wall and start talking to people yeah uh okay well there's never so <laughs> like Littlefinger never meets with anybody that would give a shit again like in the show they have uh him run into into catelyn at Renly's camp, and it's like the stupidest fucking thing ever. But yeah, that never happens here. Like he never like runs into anybody that would give a shit that he betrayed Ned. So I don't know. I like I'm not disagreeing with you. I just don't really think those playing into him. I think he just wanted to yeah. kill Ned because he's a fucking vindictive asshole. <laughs> I do think he probably did the boat thing. The what? The boat the thing. Boat. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think, think so. so? Boat crimes. <laughs> I kind of tend to think it was Varys because he Varys is like always the guy they put in charge of finding mm. people that go missing and Varys would also like he's shown that like he'll protect kids whenever he can like with Gendry so like I kind of feel like if she'd gone up to these guys it would have been a chance that he actually would have shipped her the off thing is, yeah I don't know where he would have sent her or if he would have tried to use her too but I don't know that's kind of like something that made me go off on a little fanfic adventure in my brain I don't know I feel like Varys is more competent than Littlefinger so I think that if Varys was trying to find Arya he would actually succeed Maybe. Because he has a lot of experience in yeah. finding disguised children in the city. Mm. He has birds. Well, his birds, they don't know what Arya looks like. I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of them have seen Arya before. Yeah. Oh, uh, true. I mean, there's also, there's also a very boring option to all of this. That is that there were just some stock uniforms loaded up on the, on the ship. And then when everything went down, <laughs> they left it there. And mm. because it's good clothes, they reused them. <laughs> I think you do not want to be wearing stark uniforms in King's Landing I mean, right you, now. You take, unless you, you are take off this, told the stark to. sigil and they are just like gray, gray uniforms. Yeah, tell that to Joffrey. Unless you knew they were stark uniforms at one point you might not recognize them i mean as i said that, that that's a very boring theory that does nothing literally so but i don't think we, we get any resolution to who might set up all this uh, no you know. no not at all i barely even remembered this scene i don't know i guess it's probably cersei i mean it's possible they all came up with it in council and just sort of enacted it mm. Uh, the one last thing I wanted to get to was that uh, in Sansa's chapter, she is seeing Janos and she is like, this guy fucking sucks. <laughs> I wish some hero would uh, like shove his head down onto the chopping uh, block true. and cut his head off. And then she <gasps> says to herself, there are no more heroes. Who would ever and, do that? You know, yeah. She gets sad. Oh, 
did not catch that. Yeah, and when I read that, I I thought uh, Aria wants me to die. Uh, Sansa, I mean, yeah. No, because I just saw your mes- message uh, that's read, Janos had chop heroes, and I was so confused. <laughs> It doesn't have the accent, because I... Yeah, but I sometimes also don't put my accent on, <laughs> accent on there. I always type your accent. But yeah, so fucking... This is, you know, George's... Uh, George's trick. big hat. This is a good hat. Yeah, uh, setting up, you know, defeating his own, like, nihilism. And, and, you know, it takes him, like, four books to get there. But eventually Jon Snow fucking cuts this guy's head off. And maybe I shouldn't be that happy about chopping a guy's head off. Yeah, you gotta be careful about how much revenge that you enjoy. Yeah, but I'm just, like, whooping. (laughs) I'm throwing my fist in the air. There's no way I'm not gonna enjoy when Littlefinger dies. You can have a little little revenge (laughs) as a treat. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like, Sansa, just wait. Your brother, I mean, your cousin. Your brother, cousin. Got you covered, girl. Like, don't worry. This fucker's going down. It's gonna get there. But what if we had also killed, like, a child? That would be really epic. <laughs> what, if, what if the child had bad vibes, though? Yeah. What if the child killed his girlfriend and then he never God, remembered her again? That would be really wrong. Should we have some lemon cake? <laughs> oh, I would love yeah. some. Of lemon cake. Don't mind if I do. Explain the new segment. Uh, this is our version of Lightbringers, because as we were talking about just a bit ago, Azor Ahai broke the moon, and his sword is actually a, a Nightbringer, and it's evil, and it's bad. So we're deciding to do our own version, where we just enjoy some nice lemon cakes, and we eat them, and they're tasty. We need them after these chapters. Yeah, I want some lemon cake. A little pick-me-up. I thought of the segment, so I didn't actually think of one for myself, so somebody else. <laughs> I have no, first. no, I have one, I have one. Go first. Okay, so in the brand chapter, when um, Rickon is asking for the, the arrowheads, and Luan is like, yeah, sure, there's this line where it says Luan makes him count them out, so he's like doing his little like baby lessons while he's doing this. I thought it was so cute that he was like, yeah. you have to show that you can count to four. <laughs> I was just imagining it, and it's so cute. It's really good. This baby, if you can count to four, you can have four sharp arrowheads. Four sharp rocks. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also like whenever Bran hugs Rickon close, and it's mm-hmm. a sad moment, but it's nice to see them hug. Yeah, and like their wolves like comfort each mm-hmm. other too. Like summer like comforts Shaggy Dog in the same moment. It's a big babies and puppies moment. Yeah. Who's next? It doesn't have to even be from the book. You could just be just talk about anything. That I, yeah, yeah. cuz I was gonna I I didn't know just like I thought it was gonna be like just something we enjoyed watching. Oh, I didn't know how it worked. No, I thought it was thought like it was in like nice an HKIP where they say like one piece of media they like. But you can also pick a puppy moment, I guess, from the book. Just anything that's like happy. I mean, I have a real puppy too. It was his birthday yesterday. Oh hey, yeah, that makes me happy. That's perfect. He's six years old. He's almost to an important number. I was gonna bring up like I mentioned a show, like an anime that I've been watching recently that I really love to see. Uh, it's called. I need to look up the title once again because it's very long. It's called My Next Life as a Villainess. All routes lead to doom. <laughs> Which is basically an isekai show. That's very good. It's about the protagonist is like a fancy girl who gets boinked in the head and realizes that in her previous life she died and now she's reincarnated into a dating sim that she's played. (laughs) But she's reincarnated as the villainess of that game, uh, as like the main rival of the protagonist uh, who 
in all routes of the game, either dies or gets exiled. So now she's trying to avoid getting to that fate. It's really funny. It's a really sweet show. Uh, she really enjoys sweets, so there's some connection to the lemon cake thing. <laughs> uh, I can very much recommend it. There's only four episodes out yet so far, so... Oh, that sounds good. I'm going to watch that. I thought you were, like, trying really hard to remember Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really long title name. Yeah. I kind of want to rewatch that. I would, like, yeah, I would like to guest on that when you start making it, but I don't uh, know yeah. if I could... Yeah, watch, watch this co-host. space, and by this I mean, like, my Twitter, I guess. And maybe there's some anime podcast content that is going to appear there at one point. Someday. guess mine's just uh ace attorney again because <laughs> i'm on the third game now and it's it's good and well, i'm having a really great good. time and i love to solve mysteries <laughs> yeah, yeah um there's some um, poisoning going on there's some thievery i love mask the mask it's some it's some good stuff hmm. edgeworth is there i have to start playing this game so yes oh he yeah. isn't there yet i haven't seen him yet oh sorry <laughs> spoiler <laughs> spoiler this in the spoiler segment edgeworth is there I was. I thought I would not see him the whole game, and I was heartbroken. He he had to leave for just a little while. I hope he's not faking his death again because that's very overdramatic. I can't believe that Myers and Phoenix invented the concept of being boyfriends in the first game. I know <laughs> they really did. My lemon cake in the in the recent past has been taking naps because, like, Ooh. if if I found one one <laughs> thing that was really good about uh, that bad. Uh, quarantine situation is that uh, I can use my lunch break to literally lie down for half an hour and be energized again for the for the afternoon and that's really cool wow that's very impressive I don't think I've ever taken a half hour nap yeah. me neither me neither I took a nap <laughs> last night for two hours and I felt like shit yeah two hours I is like... about my average nap length naps make me kind of feel like I'm gonna die I woke up and I felt like fucking ass it was yeah. like two hour nap is not yeah 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 right? you have to keep it to ha- yeah. like half an hour yeah short. yeah but the willpower mm. that that takes is something i do not possess all right i think i i'll, I'll just use the <laughs> jano slant <laughs> getting beheaded again <laughs> for my lemon cake also my, i'd say my my uh, book lemon cake is the secret romance between uh Osha and mr Lewin. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is just a relatable Lewin moment that he hasn't cleaned up his room in. <laughs> Do you also have, yes. like, a bad shit everywhere in your room? Oh, yeah, they're... Yeah, no. The crows are shitting all over my room. It's bad. I actually just cleaned up my room a little bit yesterday or the other day. God, more power to you. Anyway, anyway let's end the podcast. Yeah. Uh, put in uh, Joanna News and Emily as the meteorite part. Finally, I can think of a relevant song for an episode. Hell yeah. Fuck Littlefinger. Fuck Littlefinger. Fuck Tyler. Fuck Littlefinger. Fuck He wasn't in fuck this Jorah. one. Fuck Marin fuck Trent. Oh, fuck fuck Jorah. Marin Trent. Fuck Jano Slint. I'm going to say fuck Sandor just because I don't like him. Fuck Pycelle. Go Vibes. Go Vibes. <laughs> Never will I say go Vibes. <laughs> the only time I will say go Vibes is whenever Oberyn shows up. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Bye. Okay, right. Bye. That is the only time a man can say go Vibes. <laughs> Bye. December I promised you I'd 
Good job, babe. 